Hi guys, welcome to the Rory and Tori podcast. We are your financial coaches here to help you reach your money goals and break generational curses. We talk budgeting, real estate, investing, and all things money. We're your hosts, Tori Garza and Aurora Hurtado, tuning in to give you a sip of the good life. Friend, we're doing episode 11. Welcome back. So excited. Every time we get on here, I'm like, this is lit. This is so exciting. I know we have like our music playing. We're like, okay, we can feel it. We feel good. We feel so good today, you guys. You have no idea. We just did some affirmations. We mm-hmm. danced. We had a little champagne. You guys also, know we always have champagne. So if anybody wants to sponsor us to drink their wine or champagne, we are so down. If it's good. We just had some champagne and we we're like, ooh, that's not it. But we're hypey. We're ready. We're ready for some sponsorship so send them our way mm-hmm. we're excited we have so much to talk about today today's mm-hmm. a really good one because this is back to school season we are starting the fall semester for a lot of students and that's what we're talking about this time we're talking about how to survive as a college student if you've been there we'll talk a little bit about how to survive the aftermath of student loan debt all that good stuff we're just talking all things college today so it's going to be a good episode yeah and if you don't have kids that are old enough yet to go to college or you're not a college student you can probably still learn so much from this just because you're most likely going to be a parent in the future and you want to know the foundation to set down and make sure you're doing the right things Mm -hmm. and not putting your kid in a bad position and I feel like that's one of the biggest things that we're going to touch on is how doing things wrong can really set you back so far and kind of change the direction of your life almost based on how you go about paying for Mm -hmm. college how you get through college so really good stuff yeah it'll change the trajectory for sure if you don't do it right the first time but we'll give you the blueprint and tell you how to get it done so just stick around and we'll tell you how that works out but it's been a while since we recorded I know I just got back from Ohio it was so much fun I had the best weather there I got to see Mm -hmm. my husband got to see a few baseball games and it was really fun but I did miss you I missed our business usually when I do go away I step away from the business a little bit I still do social media and everything like that but I try to take my clients the following week so every other week which is nice but I really feel energized and I'm so excited for what's to come for our business but I'm so thankful that being self-employed has given us the opportunity to do what we want with our free time which is so nice and such a blessing honestly yeah it's a huge blessing to be able to go out with your husband because he does not live just a couple hours away it's a whole flight to get to him right a whole flight to get back home the whole flight back home I don't even know if I'll just tell you guys so I had a direct flight from Columbus to Phoenix which is supposed to be three and a half hours right three and a half hours no problem three and a half hours goes by it's about three hours and 45 minutes at this point we're circling phoenix i know we're circling phoenix because it has like the app tracker on showing where the plane's at versus on the state whatever so i saw we were in phoenix and i was like all right we're almost done whatever we are circling phoenix and they're like um everybody stay calm but we can't land yet because there's a storm in phoenix so nobody's leaving or coming into phoenix right now so we were literally circling in the air around phoenix and two people on the plane threw up because of the motion sickness I'm sure we were literally going in circles I mean it wasn't like circle circle it was probably like you know but it's still a lot on your body and like your equilibrium so people were throwing up at that point they're like okay we're not going to be able to land here so we're going to go to Tucson which is about a two-hour drive from Phoenix we fly over to Tucson which takes another 20-30 minutes whatever we get there circling again and they're like it's too crowded here we can't even land so I was just like all right I just really want to get out of this plane now we're circling there and they're like you know what we're running out of gas and they they tell us over the speaker like this has never happened to me and it made me so nervous but they're like all right um we want everybody to stay calm so this is the situation I was like why are you starting the sentence (laughs) like that (laughs) but they were like we have to we have to land because we're running out of gas we have no choice so we head to El Paso Texas mind you we were already above Phoenix like hours ago so we had to go to El Paso we finally get there they had pretty bad weather too we land we're on the plane for about 45 minutes parked and then the flight attendant was like you guys can get off if you want we know there's better bathrooms out there you can get some food it's El Paso it's probably nine or ten o'clock it's a very small airport so everything was closed everybody was eating chips for dinner which was so sad but we got off we were trying to get back on board and they're like if you don't have your boarding pass or your ID I don't know how we're gonna let you on and everybody was like the girl told us we can come off to go to the restroom and they're like yeah 
well, you can't get back on. And we're like, what the hell? Yikes. So is drama. Turns out we after we landed in El Paso, they figured out that the pilots had been flying for too long and they reached their max capacity for flying for the day. So we had to wait for Guys. another flight crew. <gasps> No. Everything was a crap show. Let's just say that. I was supposed to land in Phoenix at 6 p.m. I ended up getting home at midnight. And then after getting home, getting home, my bag and everything was like one, which is crazy. And I really wish I would have just stayed another day in Columbus. But God's plan always. But that was stressful, y'all. That's the craziest thing. And I was here in Phoenix. I don't live too far from the airport. I was like, girl, there is nothing out here. There's no water, no rain. There was strong winds, but that was all I saw. Yeah. It was like a little bit of water maybe like a little bit of sprinkling i'm surprised that they didn't let you guys land honestly no. i would have rather landed in tucson and had to find a ride or ubered or something to get home but they literally took us all the way to el paso can you imagine us supposed to arrive at 6 p.m and getting home six hours later like that's such a big difference mm-hmm. such Terrible. a big difference that's longer than the whole flight was supposed to be which is annoying but it is what it is i had a stressful travel day but we're here now we're super excited to be here but i know you had a lot going on you had like an MBA class yeah so I actually met my cohort which is exciting because my program is not like you don't just go to classes and then come out whenever you want you start with a certain amount of members and like the same people that start the MBA are the same people you graduate with so guys oh I got to meet everybody which was amazing but we also sat in for like eight hours we got lectured for maybe seven of those hours we got like an hour lunch break working is an eight-hour gig but girl sitting on a desk and listening to a presentation I was like oh my goodness me having to do this for eight hours it feels impossible it's so heavy on my body now I'm like dang I'm not a college kid anymore I can't just stick around for college classes to happen again but right. I mean we're doing it I'm excited I'm pumped the people that I'm doing the MBA with are super incredible I already love them and I just can't wait to start this journey with them so we start on Monday the two-week period with Chase also just ended so Woo! 100% full-time self-employed guys and a student so a lot of good things happening yeah that's exciting I'm, so and blessed. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up we're so proud of you for everything that you do and the work that you do put in on Rory and Tori which is exciting but I feel like a lot of people do underestimate the effects of sitting in a classroom and actually learning or any type of learning environment like it drains you a lot more than being physically just present well you can be physically present but you're doing a lot of other things when you're sitting down listening to a lecture you're literally doing just that you can step away because you're an adult and you can do whatever you want (laughs) i'm an adult (laughs) but girl there's a presentation there's somebody speaking to you so it's kind of rude if you just step away to text on your phone or whatever so that was really different i forgot what it was like to be a student so college kids we're talking about you today I feel you we're doing this together can we got super this. relate. <laughs> she can super relate that's for sure we do have a coaching highlight we want to go over yeah, Aurora go ahead and tell them it's super exciting because it fits in perfectly with the topic that we're talking about today we actually have a client that we're working with and it's amazing what we've been able to accomplish already we've only been working together for right around two months but one of the biggest things they wanted to do was go back into school and finish the last two classes to get that degree guys so many people just need one or two classes to finish their bachelor's degree it's more common than you think what they had to do is pay off a direct loan from the university in order to even enroll back into the classes and it wasn't just a small loan they Mm -hmm. had to pay back over six thousand dollars to enroll back and finish those last two classes that they needed to do over these past two months we got that loan paid off we were able to re-enroll them to the university so they're going to be graduating with a bachelor's degree yay that's (gasps) super exciting and it's exciting because it's not like they just wanted to get the bachelor's degree they also want to go out and pursue a master's because they decided that they don't want to pursue a certain career choice anymore they want to push for a master that's in a different area and Mm -hmm. you have to finish the bachelor degree to even go into the master's program so we're doing it we're helping people go back into school we're helping people pay off debt and right it's it's amazing what we're doing it's just such a huge highlight it's really incredible no that is awesome and I'm glad that you brought up the fact that so many people kind of put it to the side or put it on the back burner with going back to school when it's only a few classes but these loans and the cost of school can really deteriorate Mm -hmm. what you're trying to do and finishing your education which is very sad as we're recording this we do have minimal information 
information about forgiveness. By mm-hmm. the time this comes out, we're probably going to have more information. But today is Tuesday, August 23rd. And as of right now, there's rumors that Biden is going to announce tomorrow, the day this is airing, actually, if there's going to be any loan forgiveness. And if there is, it should be about $10,000 per student. And that qualifies you if you make under $125,000 a year. Of course, right now, this is just hearsay. But because we're talking about that, I feel like it is important to bring it up. And Mm -hmm. hopefully this is something everybody can benefit from because we know that these student loans kind of hover over you and they really do change your life because those payments become so large Mm -hmm. that you can't even do anything else. You can't buy a house until you get these things paid off because in some cases people spend about $1,100 a month on their student loans and that's a lot. That's literally what these education systems have made people used to doing. Like it's okay if you take out student loans. Oh, you can't afford this private college. It's okay. You can still go to Harvard or Berkeley by taking out student loans. That's not the smartest way to go about it. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, but there's a lot of different options and taking out student loans is not the only way to go. There's of course, you know, colleges that you can start off at two years institution and then you can later transfer, but we'll go a little bit into that. So the reason that we're talking about all of this today is because education is one of the biggest investments you can make. I know that there's people on both sides saying Mm -hmm. you don't need an education, you do to be successful. And you know what? Both are completely right. You don't need an education to be successful, wealthy, well off, Mm -hmm. happy, but you can benefit. You can still be all those things and have an education. I think it just depends on the type of person you are and how you utilize that. But here at Rory and Tori, we do encourage you to get that education to continue learning, whether it's at university or not, whether it's just reading books every day, taking your own courses, like educate yourself, be up to date with what's going on in the world. And if university is the way to do it, then go ahead. But we want to make sure that you're doing it right. So it's important to manage your money as a student for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and tell them some of the fun reasons we want to get right with our money in college. Managing your money as a student is going to help you budget well. It's going to teach you to be better with your finances in the future. It's going to allow you to graduate with a healthy savings account. And that savings account can help you buy a car, furnish your apartment. There's literally so many things it can help you do. Getting a head start on that is huge. It'll give you opportunities to travel more and it'll allow you to reach financial freedom earlier. Most people think that when you come out of college, you're going to be in a ton of debt. You're going to be starting from ground zero. And it really doesn't have to be like that. We need to start building these foundations as soon as we can. And it's not impossible to save money during college. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people believe. Mm -hmm. You can't save money in college because you're spending so much, but it's just really balance. It is a lot of balance. Personally, I did graduate with a healthy savings account and that savings account was able to help me buy a car. So I'm a living example to that. I of course did graduate with student loans too. We'll go through a couple examples, but there's a lot of different ways that you can start managing your finances so you can come out successfully out of college. The first thing is choosing your school. Mm -hmm. We know that there's a big difference in terms of how much it costs to go in-state versus out-of-state. We definitely recommend to stay in-state because that's what tends to be cheaper. Out-of-state college tuition tends to be $30,000 more. Wow. And that's Mm -hmm. crazy. Like we're so lucky to have lived in Arizona. I grew up in California. So we had so many great schools at our disposal, which Mm -hmm. was nice. So I never even thought about moving out of state for that. But we went two different routes. And I feel like that's so important to touch on. I went to community college before I went to university. So I went to Citrus Community College in Azusa, California. Woo woo. And then once I got my associate's degree in communications, I transferred to Cal Poly Pomona. And because of that, I, me and Aurora were talking about it and I don't have a lot of student loans or experience to talk about this because I did go the community college route and it wasn't that community college was significantly cheaper. It is, but with FAFSA and everything available, I was able to get out of community college without any debt, which is amazing. It's impressive. It is very Congratulations impressive. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. It really is. And I really didn't have any other choice because I, I personally took a year off after high school and I was always the person who was like, like, I'm not going to school. I hate sitting in classes for hours and hours. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then after working in the workforce for a year, I was working full time at Starbucks. And I was like, wow, I'm dedicating my whole life to this place. And I'm still not making enough to get by. Like, mm. I need to do something else. So luckily, I decided to go back to school, which was one of the best things I've ever done. And the experience alone is something that I wish everybody could experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that you meet, the things mm-hmm. that you get to do, the mm-hmm. pe- the teachers that you come across, 
class and just the environment of being in that hustle and bustle and studying and pushing yourself to limits, especially when you are working and trying to balance things like it's a really good skill that you can't be given. You have to be taught that through experience, you know? Yeah. And I had a different scenario. I wish I really do wish I would have gone to California, but that would have been definitely way out of my price point. Right. But my dad always wanted me to be a wildcat. He always wanted me to go to the University of Arizona just because, you know, we grew up in Tucson. Mm -hmm. Tucson is a small college town at that university is everything to Tucson. So growing up, I always heard my dad, oh, you got to be a wildcat. Like you're my wildcat girl. I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I finally did it. I went to the U of A and I had a really good experience. I definitely encourage everybody to go to university, but it's all networking. It's all about the people that you surround yourself with. And I think that's the biggest thing that I was able to get out of it. So networking, can you like tell us a little bit more about that? Because I know we hear that term when we're in the career field mm -hmm. and we're in corporate world. We talk about networking and how important it is for your business or you yourself as a business and your career. But how would you explain the importance of networking in college? Because I definitely didn't do that. So I want to hear your intake. Yeah. And I do hate the term networking. I think it's such a boring term, like networking. What does that even mean? Like getting to know people. And for me, it just means putting yourself out there. Networking is getting to know your professors, getting to know the people that you work around. I did reach out to my professors. I went to office hours and because of those office hours, I was able to get my two first letters recommendations from pretty interesting professors, you know, people that study in chemistry and that are researchers in chemistry and then another professor that does microbiology for a living. So I went to office hours a lot. I didn't think that was networking at the time, but it definitely was because I was able to get those letter of recommendations. Those letter of recommendations later allowed me to apply for like different research positions. And that's how I met the professor that I worked with for years. And he's the one that does genetic epilepsy. I think I mentioned that in like the very first podcast that we did, but that's what networking is putting yourself out there, going to different events, even if it's like office hours, but also getting to know people in different clubs that you're in. Networking, I think is super important and just putting yourself out there. That's the most important thing you can do for yourself in college. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because that's something I've never thought about. And as an adult now and networking for careers, mm -hmm. it's so different. Like if I would have put myself in that position and got familiar with my professors or got more involved with schools and not schools, if I got more involved with clubs or different types of things going around in the university or the community college, whatever it is, like that could have probably benefited me so much more than what I did get out of the experience like those availabilities of the recommendation letters so easily right away that's amazing and uh, mm -hmm. when I had to do letters of recommendation I was like where the heck am I gonna get this from like I don't know anybody here I was the person <laughs> who would go to class listen to the lecture leave be done you know like I wasn't involved at all maybe I bought a t-shirt that said Cal Poly on it but there's <laughs> nothing in me that was involved I think the closest involvement I wanted to have was being in a sorority and thankfully it was so expensive that I was wasn't able to but my little sister was mm. so I wish I had her intake on this right now to see what she thought about being in a sorority and how that kind of helped her get through college too but networking really does play a big part on your success and what you get out of college yeah and interestingly enough I have advisors that I really adore and I still go back and see them at the university on Thursday I took my sister, my youngest sister out to the University of Arizona we toured the campus we went to her classes we got her cat card and we were able to do a lot of things out there. And one of the things that I did is stop by to see my advisor. She was not there because I didn't let her know in advance, but she reached out to me just yesterday and asked me if one of my sisters wanted to work for her. So my youngest sister pretty much got a job guaranteed just because of my ability to network from like years ago. Aww. And that's what it means. Like you just do have to keep up with people, be a good person, be somebody that people will remember and reach back out. Like I had dropped off flowers at her house just because she did help me so much. She she was one of my letter of recommendations for my MBA program. So this all ties back, you know, yeah. literally everything. But I did a lot of things too. I was an ambassador for the Department of Biochemistry. Shout out to Biochem and Chemistry Department. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But talking about your letters of recommendation, so when I did go to university, I had to take out a loan. Luckily, it was only like $3,000 and I'm only paying like $100 a month on it, which is a blessing looking at other people's student loan debts and what they have to pay for the monthly minimum. But those letters of recommendation, they helped you get scholarships? They helped me get a lot of different things. So the very first two letters of recommendation that I got from the professors, those allowed me to get into a research program. I got into another group of medical 
medical students who wanted to become doctors. So a lot of my friends now that I worked with really closely are now like medical school because that's what I wanted to do back then. Mm -hmm. But I was able to get into groups where I worked with professors. I worked with doctors. Those two letter of recommendations even allowed me to get into the OR room. So I've seen open bodies on tables and I know what burning flesh looks like just because of office hours. And if you think about it, there's no way an average student can get into that without the experience. And a lot of people know this saying, but it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's who you know. I feel like Mm -hmm. everything that you're talking about is a perfect example of it's not what you know, it's who you know, because it's who you networked with. But the fact that they were able to help you get scholarships is huge because that's the difference between spending hundreds of thousands for schooling versus just thousands which is still eek a lot but still that's a huge thing that we want to touch on as far as getting through college and saving as much money as possible I don't think people initially gravitate towards getting scholarships or applying for them so that's so important because can you give us like a rough estimate of how much those scholarships saved you versus getting student loans scholarship wise like scholarship that are not grants that are not FAFSA that is not I I probably got over 25, probably even $35,000 in scholarships. Yeah. And the reason why I say that it's independent of FAFSA and those grants is because these are scholarships that I received from private partners. So it's like people who I actually wrote a letter to telling them my necessity, telling them what my future goals are. At the time, my goals were completely different, by the way. I did not want to do finance and I didn't even think about it as an option, but it's probably right around $35,000. Yeah, that's a ton of money. That's a whole car. It's a lot. But we do want to just like tell you what are different ways that you can fund your school. So scholarships, of course, is one of them. And again, like networking is something we recommend because we want you to get familiar with your professors, meeting your advisors on a regular basis and your boss even one of our bosses at chase has told me that she can write a letter of recommendation for me mm-hmm. even to go back to my master's and then getting good grades i was never a straight a student but it is important that whatever easy classes you're taking you make sure that those are at least a's yeah because <laughs> it'll help balance out those harder classes where you'll get b's in season so when you're trying to get through college financially it's important to take a look at scholarships that are available to you because obviously thirty-five thousand. Who knows, Aurora could have been approved for way more had she applied for more or way less had she applied for less. But it's really up to you and what you go for and what you try for. And networking will really help you. So if you're a student listening, definitely take this advice. If you're a parent or a soon-to-be parent to a college student, this is important. Teach them these skills because it can really pay off financially, which is what we want. We want you to spend as little money as possible when it comes to college because it is very hard to make this happen. And Mm -hmm. a lot of us aren't fortunate enough to have these resources to know how we can cut the cost of college but some people are really just working their way through college as far as every paycheck they earn is going directly back towards that tuition so when it comes to finding jobs I think it's important for college students to find jobs that pay above the minimum wage so if you want to be a pizza driver do that they offer tips waitress waiter anything bartender uber eats all of that they offer the minimum wage basically and then some change because of the commission or the tips that you earn which is huge and it's really hard to get a high paying job as a college student because most of the time you don't have a lot of experience on your resume because you're so young and you don't have your degree yet because you're in the process so it is important to take advantage of those side jobs or Mm -hmm. side gigs that you can earn a couple hundred extra dollars but besides making the money I think it's really important to teach kids young that budgeting can really set their life in a different direction it can really set the foundation of what they want and get you right with your money and your stance especially in college because it does seem impossible. I know I personally just worked with a college student and created a one-time budget and it was really hard because they don't have a lot of money. They make about $1,300 a month you would say is the average for a college student. Mm -hmm. That's because I only work 25 hours a week. You Mm -hmm. know it's really hard to manage a full-time job when you are taking full load of classes and you said you were doing that? That's insane. Yeah I was working full-time when I was in college and it, it was tough. I mean, I was working at Starbucks at the time, so I would wake up at 3, 3.30, get to work by 4, open, I would till 12.30, and then I would have a couple hours, go home, change, uh-huh. maybe nap for 20 minutes, and I would have a class at like 3 p.m. I would be there until 6 p.m. or 7, and then start the whole thing over. But one of the things that really helped me out as far as transportation, because I did live far from my school, I would say like 
four mm-hmm. cities over. Oh. I made sure to schedule my classes on the same days. So when it was mm-hmm. time to enroll in classes, I made sure Mondays and Wednesdays or Tuesdays and Thursdays. So all of my classes were on those days. So I had to minimize the days I was traveling to that other city to go to those classes. So I would stick around for the whole day if I had an hour or two in between classes, but that was better than driving back and forth five days a week because that can add up for gas. And that's an expense that you can control as a college student. Of course, we are recording this and releasing this at the beginning of a semester. So it's too far to do that right now. But think about that moving forward. Make sure your classes are on the same days. Really time management. Time management is money management at the same time, which is Mm -hmm. important. That's true. Yeah, because you want to make sure that whatever classes you're taking, you also have time to fit in your part time or full time job. That's the biggest thing. I can't believe you actually worked full time. Honestly, it was tough. But like we said, the, the transportation is a big thing. Luckily, I was making enough to pay for my car payment. If I could redo my whole life financially, I would take things from such a different approach. I would have a used car besides a new car, which I always had. I would try to take public transportation. It's not as common in California if you're not in like LA or San Francisco. So that might not have been an option for me. But for some people, it may be take the bus, see if you can get a bike if you don't live too far from school, if you are on campus. Mm -hmm. That's also something that helped me save a lot of money for tuition and room and board is I was a commuter Mm -hmm. and I was at a commuter school. So Cal Poly Pomona was only like 15 minutes away from my my hometown so that was really good but I know that's not the situation from everybody especially if you do go to a college that's a few cities away or half hour hour away from where your hometown is Mm -hmm. but that's something to think about as well if you really are trying to cut corners is Mm -hmm. see what you're spending on transportation because that adds up especially with gas today gas was a lot cheaper back then but still I can't imagine whipping out a hundred dollars a week on gas just to get to class so on average like how long would it take you to get to classes Mm, like I think probably 30 minutes okay yeah so for me to commute from my house to school took about 50 probably even over an hour for me to find parking and have to get off get into classes it was a long long commute so I worked as an RA so I was a resident assistant for three or I guess two of the years and as a resident assistant I was able to live on campus for free but they also gave me a meal plan which was really nice nice. so if you guys do have a college that offers like residential dorm work apply for that it's a really really good opportunity and I was able to connect with a lot of people too it was a really really good opportunity for me to save on unfortunately my Starbucks drinks I was a Starbucks addict in college yeah because I was a Starbucks addict in college, I decided that I was not going to drink Starbucks post-college. Right. You had enough. I would drink it like every day. Right. I'm surprised you weren't addicted where you needed it. So that's good. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's so many ways that you can save money. And like we said, transportation being one of them, scholarships if you can. Apply for FAFSA because I got out of college with only like two, $3,000 mm-hmm. with student loans, which is kind of unheard of when, yeah, I, it's not. when I listen to you and hear what you have to say about your history, which is great because you did so much more than I did and you're still continuing your education but I feel like a lot of people overlook what's available to them so it's Mm -hmm. really important to take the time to look and see what your university or your community college offers and what you may be eligible for because of your race ethnicity your age your parents income I know my mom was a server growing up so on paper she really didn't make a lot of money because a lot of her money came from tips so we did benefit from FAFSA and I think that's how I got out of college without debt like I was supposed to because of that so take advantage of all that while you can and as a student try to do your best to be smart about your transportation because that can add up I would hate for your parents or you to have to buy a car just to get to classes because that's a really big expense it is very expensive and some of my student loans the first year were actually for me to live on campus so a student dorm is not cheap at all even though you're sharing a room with one of your roommates a dorm like a good nice dorm that is not super tiny or super old and a little bit upgraded is like a thousand dollars a month wow and that was back when minimum wage was like seven dollars down in tucson so Wait, that's that, a lot of money that was just your portion not even like splitting literally just my portion yikes it's terrible and if you have that for 10 months right around 10 months you don't even get like winter break right but right around 10 months that's about ten thousand dollars that you're paying for half a room and that's it yeah and if you are a college student and you live pretty close and you're thinking about doing room and board and your parents are helping you out i mean give them a break just 
crash with your friends when you can on campus if you want to do it for the experience but the cost of it is really unnecessary and if you have no other choice if your family lives hours away and it's not possible 100% do it but that's where it's going to be so important to make a budget and stick to it and we know Mm -hmm. that it's so hard when you're in college to make a budget but it's pretty easy to make a budget even if you don't make a lot because you just look at your income you look at your expenses and you kind of plan it all out where all that money is supposed to go yeah you do give yourself fun money and I know a lot of people benefit from the envelope system did you use that in college I used it for probably the last couple months but I wasn't making too much money in college and that's because a lot of my work was pretty much a service Mm -hmm. as a resident assistant again like they don't give you any money they give you meal plans like the time that I did use the envelope system I pretty much used it for everyday items I used it for my clothing I used it for my food expenses whenever I would go buy like things to make sandwiches or ramen had a really nasty eating habit when I was in college I think we all did (laughs) yeah 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 really bad but I think nowadays most people make a thousand three hundred dollars a month which is a good amount of money the thing with college students is that a lot of their expenses get taken up during the first week of the semester this is why we do ask that you get with the financial coach so we see exactly what your specific scenario looks like because a lot of people do have to pay their way through college if that is the case with a 13 100 budget or like income limit then we'd have to allocate expenses a little bit different if we're taking housing out of that yeah and you said that food is one of the bigger expenses definitely i can see that because everything else is paid for you know your Mm -hmm. room and board and your schooling and when it comes to actually what's coming out of your pocket every day every week it's the food expenses and I think one of the biggest ways you can save money in college is by meal planning Mm -hmm. not even meal prepping I know that that gets very tedious and boring so we're not telling you to eat the same thing the rice and chicken every day but really plan out your meals for the week so that you can go grocery shopping and you can save and that eliminates the need to go get fast food Mm -hmm. you know make sure you stock up on your snacks too because that can really hinder your finances I mean, going to the vending machine twice a day, it's five bucks, five bucks, five bucks. That adds up, you know, and if you just go to Costco or Target, whatever, and get a pack of string cheeses and some nut bars or whatever it is like that can really save you. And it's important to save every penny you can when you're in college because we don't have a lot of those pennies. (laughs) This is a time for survival, guys. Like we named this how to survive college because it really is a game of survival when it comes to finances. Right. Money just doesn't come as easily for whatever reason. It's because you're living off minimum wage. You're not able to dedicate a full 40 hours towards a job that you're doing so you really have to focus on saving and cutting corners wherever you can and food just happens to be the easiest one that college students can cut down on expenses because that's just the thing that we have to do we have to eat we have to feed our brain right and connecting back to networking like these two things can kind of align when you think about if you're networking with the right people or the right clubs you can definitely be given the opportunity Mm -hmm. to eat food for free yes oh I love that you said that I wasn't going to mention this in the podcast but girl I used to go off I used to eat so much whenever they gave a free food literally any event that said oh you get free pizza oh you get free sandwich or whatever I'm, I'm like I'm going yeah I'm going I'm always on campus anyways as an RA so it just made sense yeah <laughs> definitely take advantage of all that because they're paying for it. it's not coming out of your pocket and a lot of the times a decent food survival yeah. mode this is college. <laughs> but make sure you meal plan. You plan out all your food. You go grocery shopping with a list. We've talked about this. Don't go grocery shopping on an empty stomach. Make sure you have everything planned out so you get all the items you need. So there's no reason to skip a meal based on not having the right ingredients or enough of whatever it is, enough pasta, enough butter. Make sure you have everything so that you don't have to go out to McDonald's and get that $8 meal. And McDonald's isn't cheap like it used to be. So mm-hmm. I hope you're not relying on that. I mean, one, it's unhealthy but you do you but two it's expensive now yeah eating on campus even just like vending machines or they have like little markets where you can go in you guys know if you're in college everything is super marked up it's not like marked up like circle k or 7-eleven marked up it's double that amount because they can like literally just because they can 
Like you have no other choice. You're on campus. You probably don't have a car if you're a college student living on campus. So yeah, it's really expensive to buy from those little markets. So stock up on snacks and that's a big way that you can save money in college. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like when you do budget as a college student, it's very hard because it is a new concept to you. So if you do have a hard time, you're so busy. I know this. You're so busy when you're in school. And even if you are working part-time or full-time as a college student, you may not have the time or the energy to look at your bank statement every day or your transactions to keep up with your spending. So try to do cash. Cash helps over debit cards because with a debit card, it's almost like you're not spending money. You know, you don't see what's happening, but physical cash, you do see it decreasing as you give that dollar out that five dollar bill out and you get change back you know you're not holding as much as you feel like you are when you have a debit card so cash is definitely something we recommend for your day-to-day especially in college just to track what you're spending and it's so easy to give in with peer pressure like when you're around friends all the time or like study buddies it's really easy to say hey let's go grab pizza hey let's go to urban outfitters just because it's around the corner i'm guilty of that i did that i spent so much money on cute bra that were way out of my budget you know I I mentioned I was making seven dollars an hour at the Mm -hmm. time I was buying forty dollar bralettes guys just because they were cute at the time like ouch that's such a terrible thing that I did but you know we all do it as college student and we just give into peer pressure and good times right yeah and we definitely want you to have that balance but there's a difference between balance and really just overindulging and not tracking Mm -hmm. your expenses so the cash is going to be one of the easier ways and just knowing what you're allowed to spend each month, which which is what a budget does for you. It tells you how much should go where based on what your income is. So it's really important to take advantage of budgets and you don't have to do it with a coach necessarily because we know you guys are tight on cash if you are a college student, but there are a lot of free apps out there or you can just make your own Excel sheet. I'm sure there's somebody in your dorm that knows how to do that or is passionate about that. I mean, there's so many people that are into personal finance these days, which is is exciting but yeah use what you can that's available to you because there's yeah. so many ways college is sucking money out of us so it's important that we're aware of those those triggers you know to spend money and I know you mentioned going out and friends being peer pressure and we're not going to tell you don't go out don't go partying but you know when you do turn 21 and you're drinking in college I know some people are underage drinking but when you are drinking and you're 21 and over pregame pregame guys tailgate what is a pack of white claws (laughs) like 18 bucks for 12 of them if that I don't even know I don't drink white claw but around yes but that compared to if you go to a bar and you order three white claws and that's 18 bucks like come on be smart and the tip to pregame guys tipping ooh, everything adds up so much and we did that. We pre-gamed until we were ready to go out because it's just so much more expensive when you go out nightclubbing. We all love to do it. We all did it, but yikes. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that like my friend group, we were all like science and math majors. So we knew that we had a pre-game beforehand. Right. Definitely. And I feel like that's something that doesn't come natural to people, but it really is such a great way to start saving money. And it kind of teaches you that you can do things at home for cheaper. Yes, you can. <laughs> and shout out to Marley. You know, we used to pregame at your place girl and it was just fun just we would get together get ready together drink some get cute take some cute videos and then we go out and it's honestly so much cheaper and always uber guys yeah. if you're drinking uber, uber or, together or walk <laughs> that's cheaper oh god as a financial walk. coach i walked walk. one time it was terrible don't walk uber just uber yeah okay <laughs> so yeah so try not to spend too much money to obtain this social life that you want yeah. you can still have so much fun and live college to the fullest by still budgeting tracking your spending and pre-gaming pre-game with drinks pre-game with food Food, all of that food is even more expensive than drinks now but we know in college you're more so looking for drinks you would choose drinks over food any day for the most part guilty guys (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny I feel attacked right now (laughs) yeah but there's a lot of people or institutions out there that are really trying to help college students save money yeah I know when I was doing my research on this topic before the podcast aired and we got into it I did come across a few different options for saving money as a college student which is really exciting I know there's a company called Unidays all you have to do is sign up with them U-N-I-D-A-Y-S you just have to prove that you have an active college email so Mm -hmm. it would be like aurorahurtado at uofa.com whatever and they would just verify it That's actually exactly my email. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> at Arizona.edu, but yikes. Yikes. Girl. I'm a creeper. You are. That's <laughs> no, your name, bitch. <laughs> Predictable. All, right. But all you have to do is enter your school email and then you'll be qualified for all these discounts. So I know that they offer it for like American Eagle, Forever 21, Gymshark, H&M, Levi's, Maxwell, Nike, all these places. They give you an automatic discount just for being a student, which is great. Super useful, especially for going back to school shopping I a thousand percent promote it just because I took advantage of so many discounts by using those codes and not even that I would say if you don't use Unidays, which I think you really should if you're a college student but it never hurts to ask when you're at checkout ask them do you guys offer student discounts always carry your student ID card on you for these instances Mm -hmm. I know maybe nowadays they might just ask to see like proof of an email or something like that but ask if they offer discounts I mean I I think that there's even food places that give you discounts just for being a college student so Mm -hmm. ask when you're able to because we want to save money where we can if you can get off without paying full price I know personally that Harkins AMC Edwards movie theaters they all give discounts for just showing your student ID which is exciting yeah and this is just a general finance tip if you're buying anything online and you're not using a code that's a problem yeah google it literally google discount code for whatever company that you're choosing to shop at and you'll find hundreds of websites that have different codes that you can use even if it's 10 or 15 percent off that still covers taxes that still covers shipping whatever that is don't shop online unless you have a good discount that you can plug in right definitely whether you're a college student or not we want that for you save every penny you can because you've earned the money that you do have so yeah make sure you're taking full advantage of that there's also like streaming platforms that Mm -hmm. offer free things I know when I was in college luckily it's still sticking but I got my Spotify for like $4.99 now it's like $10.99 but because I was a college student I got Hulu for free with my Spotify account I still have it for free which is nice I don't have to pay for Hulu. $10 is a lot for Spotify, but I do utilize it. But getting that cut down in half for a college student is huge. And to have Hulu for free on top of that, mm-hmm. it's a lot that you're getting for your money. Oh yeah, for sure. Hulu is only like $1.99 for me while I was in college. Oh. And I think it still is for me too. Like using just my U of A email, it's $1.99 for students. So literally it's so many different things that offer discounts. Amazon Prime also has a student discount. When I was in college, I used the six month free program and then after that it's only seven dollars and 49 cents per month that's a lot cheaper than what it is now i think it's over 15 dollars, so it's more than 50 percent off if you're a college student yeah definitely as a financial coach though i would definitely not recommend amazon subscriptions because i feel like that does kind of gear you towards using Amazon more, which is spending more. So I know personally, I did cancel my Prime subscription because it did help me gravitate towards Amazon when I needed to buy anything. Or even if I wanted to browse, I would go on Amazon and I'd be like, oh, I get shipping for free. So Mm. I'm saving money, but really you're spending when you don't necessarily need to. But yeah, for college students, and I do know that there's people who love Amazon and use it all the time. I do use Amazon, but I just pay the $2 shipping because I don't use it as often as I used to. But that's also also a way to cut back on your expenses as a college student or just an individual trying to get by yeah that's a good tip yeah yeah I use Amazon and I do pay for Amazon I do pay the full $15 now that I'm out of college but maybe I should look into getting the discount now that I'm in college again but I do use Amazon Prime for all of my family members down in Tucson that's me my sisters my brother we all use the same login and that's a bad tip I feel like for <laughs> fraud IRS for Amazon <laughs> but we all use my account they use my login I don't care if they have all my credit card information they're people I trust so it's like the same with Netflix though it's so like bad. I'm sorry. everybody <laughs> shares Netflix am accounts. I terrible for doing that you're frugal okay yeah you're being frugal I'm like Dave Ramsey okay I want to go back and say anybody who's looking to get a subscription for Hulu Spotify <laughs> Amazon Netflix see if any of your family members will give you their login there you go instead of paying for it yourself like Heck yeah think about that Amazon Spotify Hulu Apple it's probably like 30 bucks you can save right there even yeah. with the college discount they do have like family accounts too mm-hmm. so you do pay a little bit more but you 
have a lot more people that can join it. Like on Spotify, I think it's like my mom, my sisters, and me, and pay maybe $16 for Spotify a month. I think that's like the way to do it, guys. Yeah, it's like $4 per person. That's not bad at all. not bad. But even here at Rory and Tori, if you tell us when you do want to start coaching that you're a college student, we definitely will cut down our prices for you because we know how hard it is to get by in these times when you're just trying to balance work life. We don't want to add to what you are already trying to accomplish. So let us know if you are coaching with us or if you're going to start coaching, we'd be more than happy to give you a discount so we can make this a smaller expense for you. But it is necessary if you are in line to start coaching or that's something you're looking to achieve definitely start coaching even if it does cost a little bit of money because the return long term is huge yeah definitely this is the way to get started if you can manage your finances prior to starting you know your full adult career that's how you know you're going to reach financial freedom if you can get a hold of it before you even graduate I remember when I was in college it was my senior year I was about to graduate I had my job all lined up and I was super excited but I realized that I wasn't going to make a hundred thousand dollars a year and I was devastated dude like me coming into that realization was so depressing I remember I like cried for a whole day and it was hard because you know you're making maybe thirty three thousand dollars a year but after taxes that's only like twenty two thousand dollars a year and even making twenty two thousand dollars a year paying rent I still managed to pay off all my student loans in about a year but it was not easy and it was hard but if you guys do have student loans no shame in it it's just we got to work a little bit harder to get that cleared up so that you don't have that hindering you from doing something else in the future. Future. One of the big tips that we have for you is not to accept every loan that is offered and to apply for FAFSA and grants. From a mortgage background, we did see a lot of customers that we were helping out when we were working at a bank that had very large student loans. Those large student loans prevented customers from taking out more equity in their house to fund their dreams. It also prevented a lot of people from qualifying for a mortgage, getting a home. We help people do that now, but we don't want those student loans keeping you from getting that that dream home of yours or, you know, creating that brighter future for you. Yeah. And I would say also a word to college students, don't expect to make the money that you were told immediately once you have your degree, because it is probably 70% true that you're not going to make a hundred thousand right away. You have to start from the bottom still, which is one of the downsides of not going to college, that's not a downside to it, but that's something people don't consider is you're also pushing some time back for when you can start earning money. So just plan accordingly. Don't think that right out of college, you're going to make six figures and your debts are going to be paid for because you're going to be making a lot. That's what we're always told. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to make a lot of money. So you're going to be able to afford these loans. And that's not necessarily true. So I would say expect to make half of what you're told that you're going to make just so you can plan accordingly because you can't spend money that you haven't earned yet. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do when it comes to college and just in life in general. They're like, I'm going to get this bonus at the end of the year. So I'm going to put it on credit and pay it off then. And it's kind of the same thing with college. Like I'm Mm going to take out a loan and then when I do start making money, I'll pay it then. But who knows if that amount of money is ever going to come to you. And if it is, if it's going to come as quickly as we're anticipating. Yeah. And that's very true because there's certain degrees that just because you have that degree, it doesn't mean you're going to make a lot of money. Like teaching degrees, even if that teaching degree is from the University of Arizona with in-state tuition or, you know, UC Berkeley, which is an amazing school or Harvard, that teaching degree is still going to make you the same amount of money. It doesn't matter what institution that's from, or even like getting a psychology degree that it doesn't matter what school you went to. That psychology degree is giving you the same career options that have the same income. It doesn't matter where you went to or how much money you spent to get that degree. I think that's really important that we touched on that. And if you do have the availability to go to a community college, I know it doesn't sound as appealing, but it may be one of the better things because when people look at my resume, they see associate's degree, bachelor's degree. They don't necessarily think that because I have an associate's degree, I'm lesser because I didn't just go to university. You know what I mean? So take advantage where you can. I know personally when I did go to community, college I felt kind of bad about myself I was like I didn't go to to university like I'm not getting the same education but coming out of it I'm equal to everybody who went to 
university right out of high school. Exactly. And I save so much more money than them. But if it's an if it's an option available to you, definitely look into it. We want you to do what's best for you and only you and your family know what that is. But look at all of your options. It may be a hard pill to swallow to not go four years to university, but it may be the best thing for your finances, your parents' finances, and your future. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many ways for you to save money while you're going through college. It doesn't have to be as difficult as people make it out to be. So cut corners where you can. Make sure you make a budget. You do work part-time if your schedule allows. So work part-time if your schedule allows. We know it is very hard, but meal plan. Make sure that you go grocery shopping. You're limiting the amount of times that you're eating fast food or eating out. If you do have to do anything like that with friends for social events, make sure that you are pre-gaming, you're pre-eating, all those things. Take advantage of networking, network with events with food, (laughs) hopefully, and then hopefully you can get some letters of recommendation while you are networking. But yeah, the meals, make sure you don't accept every loan that's offered to you because Mm -hmm. that can get you in a lot of trouble too. Just because it's available doesn't mean that you necessarily need to accept it, especially with the way that rates are set up for student loans. It can cause you a lot of damage. So guys, it's not free money. You have to pay it back. I promise I'm on the other side now. I had to pay it back. Literally so many tips that we outlined here that are going to help you get ahead financially through college. Buy used books and then sell them when you're done Mm because you know you don't need them anymore. So there's so many ways that you can get through college without coming out with a pile of debt. So try to take these pieces of advice and implement them into your life. If you're a parent, try to implement them into your child's brain before entering college so they don't have these false expectations or these high expectations as to doing everything they want previously without having to worry about a budget Mm -hmm. because it is important that we set these foundations and we really do set ourselves up and our kids up for life after college because that's when stuff really does get real and finances really do come honing in on us and we're faced to deal with these debts and whatever money position that we're in we have to deal with it regardless so let's try to do our best and put our best foot forward manifest a lot of money coming in a lot of scholarships and just work hard and connect with the people that you're around use college as a huge way to yeah as a tool to build your network and again networking sounds boring but just again get to know people put yourself out there it's a lot easier said than done yeah but you can do it and And it's gonna be fun yeah Yeah, it is it's super fun and you'll get so many beautiful experiences from it yeah have fun while you're doing all this I know it sounds like a lot and it kind of does sound scary if you're not a college student yet you're like whoa what am I signing up for but once you get out of it everything just comes together and you'll be thankful that you did go but be present try to experience college as much as you can but save money where you can as well because you're really going to thank yourself later when those student loan debts do come out and you do have to start making that minimum payment you're really going to thank yourself for not overspending yeah you are we're so excited thank you guys so much for tuning in and if you have any questions feel free to send us a dm or an email we're more than happy to help with any financial questions thank you guys so much we'll catch you next week cheers Thanks again for listening to the Rory and Tori podcast. Remember to give us a tea and we'll give you the best advice to help you thrive financially. You can submit your financial struggle anonymously on RoryandTori.com. We'll address it on our podcast and figure out the best solution to help you through it. Subscribe to the Rory and Tori podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps us tremendously if you subscribe and like all of our videos. If you have any questions or want us to go more in depth on any of the topics we've mentioned, please reach us on Instagram at Rory and Tori or email us at contact at RoryandTori.com. See you next time. Cheers.